Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember, and that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Come on, lady. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash virginradiouk. Bazos, it's over to you! If it's glitzy Christmassy and on your telly, our next guest is almost certainly Christmas starring in it. She's the award-winning actor, singer and presenter who put the classo in Ted Lasso. Her Christmas special, Home for Christmas, is available now on Apple TV+. And we're all a big fan of Hannah Waddingham! Yeah! Yeah! Hannah Waddingham! Hannah Waddingham! Hannah Waddingham! Hannah Waddingham! Hannah Waddingham! Oh my goodness me, she's only gone and done it. She's only gone and made it on the show. Can't quite believe it. After all this celebration, we won't have time for the interview, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> hello, hello, welcome to the show. Chris Evans, it's actually you. It is you. Uh, sorry, it is me and it is you. Hannah, thanks for being on the show. Um, I can see you, can see me. Um, uh, you, you, one day you've got to come in. You've got to come and join us live. I'm totally coming in okay. when I'm not comatose. No, I know. And also you're busy. You've had a, a, a massive week with the Christmas special. You know, a lot of people make something wonderful or they write some, something wonderful and then they feel a bit too embarrassed to sell it. You've got to sell it and you've been doing that all week, which is why you are literally running on fumes how's it been this week for you how's the show what was it like oh my god it's not i can't get used to sitting in a cinema looking at my big old face <laughs> <laughs> but everyone loved it everyone loved it and everyone was crying and smiling at the same time which is what i wanted because i'm right. a sadist okay now i was crying okay you know why i was crying because i told you yesterday yeah. um, why were other people crying similar reasons is it what joy does to you yeah, yeah, you know, you and I are similar in that way. It's that thing of we were quite kind of simple souls, really. And um, I just wanted to give people like a 45 minute shot in the arm of pure joy, old school, beautiful music in the most beautiful place in the world, the London Coliseum. So it's my love letter to the English National Opera and my mum and my daughter. All right, so to speak a bit more about, about your mum and her legacy. She She's in the audience. We get to see your lovely mum. You used to yeah. go and watch her when you were a little girl in that very yeah. place. That's why it's called Home for Christmas, isn't it, I suppose? Yes, yes because from the age of eight, my mum was in the English National Opera Chorus, and I used to just go and sit in this tiny little box, and that was like my little kind of nanny pen, and I would stay in there all the time, like every conceivable holiday, half term, some evenings, because they, they couldn't afford childcare. And I would just be sitting there, not realising all this amazing music, these amazing <laughs> artists of the time. And so to get the chance, Apple TV said, where do you want it? And I said, it has to be there, because that's my second home. And I had my mum, bless her, she's heavily inflicted with Parkinson's, but she made it because she's a blooming Trojan and she made it in her wheelchair and sat at the back of the theatre and her E&O chorus came and sang with me and they'll be singing with me at the Royal Variety as well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so wonderful. And you held it together really well. 
almost, almost till the end, didn't you? Uh, then you yeah. said, you, you did this little piece of camera and you said, look, this is such a dream for me. It's a dream come true. And then though yeah. you sort of heard your own words coming back to you, didn't you? And you yeah. slowed down. You made that fatal mistake of actually really being in the moment thinking, oh, God, I'm going to start crying I here now. through talking <laughs> about it on stage and then having to sing live. Yeah. You know, so I just had to steal myself for a second and go, do not screw this up with this many people watching mm. and your mother and your daughter, who, I might add, same age as me. She was eight. Yeah. When we filmed it in May, she was eight. And that's the age I used to sit in that little box. I mean, you couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. So how do you go about booking the Coliseum? How did they do that? You have big fat Apple TV going, we're booking the Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps if it's in May, I suppose. There's nothing There's nothing more showbiz, I don't think, than your show anyway. And also filming it in May. Because that's showbiz personified, isn't it? That's what <laughs> film, Filming a, a Christmas special when it was baking hot outside as well. Literally trying to cover up the fact that you got sweat rolling off your top <laughs> lip. And you're like, no, 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 come in your Christmas jumpers. That's when you know people love you because they're like, oh, God, all right, then. Yeah. And so many people do love you. And you, a lot of people who, who are only aware of you on the telly, they don't know about your musical theatre background. You know, four Olivier nominations. Yeah. Um, yeah. You really have, you've put in the, the work, you've, you've done the heavy lifting, you've put in all the shifts, you started at the bottom, you've made it to the top, and you clearly have looked after people because they all turned up for you. How did that, I know. How did so that feel? Well, I'm like you. I wouldn't cross my mind not to, you know. I'm a total team player, pack animal, and I just had to have everybody that I love in that room celebrating this moment that they've got me to as well. And also on stage, you know, I needed to make sure that everyone that was there really had the chops live. There's not one note that's tweaked, added to, nothing, re-recorded, nothing. And, you know, I had to have my friends, the fabulous lounge swingers, Scott Baker and Pat Davey, who are not in, you know, the glitzy world of America or anything, but they are two of my oldest pals. They have a brilliant band. They're playing at the 100 Club on Oxford Street um, on the 9th of December. And I just thought I have to have them there. They're two of my daughter's godfathers. And we've sung together for years. And... And Apple were like, okay, let's do it. Let's bring them on. <laughs> yeah. How's the last 12 months been for you? I, I could say how's the last few years been for you, but how, particularly the last 12 months. Because you... Completely mental. Wow. Yeah, I don't feel like I've had a, a chance to kind of enjoy it that much because my first ever hosting gig was the Olivier's. Just a little Olivier's, a British theatre, <laughs> just a little thing at the Albert Hall. First time I'd had one of those stupid little things in my ears. And then the second gig was Eurovision. Yeah. <laughs> Rental. And then straight into into planning my Christmas special and, and doing it. But then we see Crazy. you popping up on US TV as well because of Ted and, you know. Uh, yeah, with, with... my beloved Ted. And, and so what's that been like, you know, because you're no spring chicken. Um, you know, there's there's many We're autumn chickens. No, but you know, yeah, exactly. But summer slash autumn. The point is, we you know, I I think we are absolutely, you know, uh, I feel great nowadays. I feel amazing. Me too. You've learned a load of stuff. I know about stamina. I know about how to sustain things now. I know about yeah. rhythm, and I know about you know where to get the gold from, and the way to get more gold is to give it away, and then you get more of it to give. You don't get it back from where you um, give. All that kind, oh, what you know, a great expression. All that kind yes. of stuff. Yeah. But you've been over there. You've been, you know, there's 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 fame, and then there's being famous in America, and then there's being famous all yeah. around the world. How's that been for you? It's more so in America. 
you know, I get a lot of people coming up to me. Like, if I if I stop in the street in New York, even with the cap on, you get people going, <laughs> which is very odd when you're, you know, little idiot from Wandsworth Common. Do you know what I mean? It's really, really strange. Yeah. And I love the fact, actually, you're quite right, not being a spring chicken. It's that thing of being like mid to late 40s. Yeah. You're not going to change who you are because you don't know how to. Yeah, and I suppose because you're not making excuses for yourself to yourself more than everybody else, anybody else, because I, you know, we always say the easiest person to feel is yourself, uh, let alone yeah. everybody else. And you feel everybody else thinking you're not feeling yourself, but you are, da 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 da. And so, so once you accept yourself and surrender to who you are, and, and there's that great phrase we've been saying all week this week um, those people who don't matter mind, they tend to mind more, and the people who uh, matter don't mind because they love you for who you oh. are. Um, and, well, that's and, what that rumour's feel. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clearly, this is going to be. It has to be an annual thing. That just has to happen. So tell Apple TV Plus. We've all said that. So they have to do that. That's right. That. Got um, it. I'll and, pass it on. And what else? I mean, are you? I thought Bond. I thought. <laughs> The, no, the... it needs to be something that's like independently its own thing. Yeah, you don't want to be the new oh, Bond. Bond. No. no. Okay. I mean, I've got you know, Fall Guy coming out. Yeah. Just a. Gentle little thing with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. And then another tiny little thing, Mission Impossible with old Mr. Cruz. Uh, boom. So I don't know where you fit it. I don't know how you fit it all in. I don't know how you fit it all in. I don't know You've how you got do no it. life! Yeah, well, I know. But make hey while the sun shines, you know about that as well. Exactly, exactly. Um, so Waddingham from Wandsworth. Uh, you, yeah. you, your mum, she was a trailblazer. Uh, she's in the audience. You can see her on Apple TV Plus on Hannah's uh, yeah. show, Home for Christmas. When did you first step up onto the stage and when did you realise, and those who love you and are around you, know that you had a decent pair of lungs on you? Do you know what? I don't actually remember ever wanting to do anything else. So I don't actually remember when I started singing at all. It might have been just like harmonising with my mum and my brother. And he let it go by the wayside because he just thought it was not for him. Um, I suppose... Uh, 1997, 19, 8. Right. Uh, in a thing called Saucy Jack and the Space Vixens at the Queen's Theatre on Shaftesbury Avenue. Yeah. And I honestly, like you, I know you are with your crew and stuff. I walked into that theatre, got to know the crew, and I was like, this is my tribe and I am done. <laughs> it's the funniest thing, isn't it? You're just, that, that's, yes. that's who you're meant to roll with. It's a hell yeah. And that's how it's been ever since, mm. you know, which is why when I moved into into TV, I was a bit like, oh, Christ, this is a bit grown up. Mm. But thankfully, people like Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt, who plays Coach Beard, and, and uh, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent, they are massive theatre nuts. Yeah. So it was like having a bit of that in TV. And you know? please take a show like this on the road, because it... People would love to. Oh. I just want everyone to see this show. Oh, thank you. I am definitely, I mean, myself and my manager. It was my manager, Nick to Disco, that actually went, I think you should do this. Because I'd sung with uh, Buble on his um, and then sung on the Christmas episode of Ted. He said, well, it's a natural progression. I was like, oh, I don't think any, everyone's going to be like, who? Um but I'm glad, I'm so glad that I, I did and kind of went out of my comfort zone and thought, okay, if I'm going to do it, now's the time to do it and that's the place to do it. But I think we are looking at doing one stateside. Okay. As well. uh, so, what, yeah. a, TV, a TV special? 
Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, ha- those seven songs, that's not enough, is it? No, I know, but I mean, it's it's more are not going to be a problem, are they, Hannah? I mean, that's that's no, the thing. No. Um, <laughs> how much how much time would you have next year? Do, do you, is there any spare time, or, or are you so busy now that it's you? Do you have to be so organised so far ahead? I mean, now? yes, colour coded up the wazoo. Oh, wow, my schedule is yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. I'm like, oh God, is it a blue day or a green day? So that's lovely, and I'm like you with the whole thing of it, it's such a privilege. And when you're, you know, work cart horses like we are, I don't think you ever stop pinching yourself. And I don't think you ever should. So um, this is going to be in person and then it was going to be on the phone and then it's going to be on Zoom. And now it is on Zoom and it's on the phone. Um, (laughs) And you you said, uh, because I hope you don't mind sharing this, it's on Zoom, you know, um, will will you put it out? And he said, no, we're not going to put it out. It's just for us. But you look amazing. It's like you had something to fear. I mean, I wish I, you look, nobody else can see, but you look, Unbelievable! Oh, bless! I don't. But you do. You. you look great. You look fantastic. <laughs> Seriously, this is, is this how much work you put into not being on screen? Yeah, this is low level. What? <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, and can I ask you? Um, was it the phrase uh, "my credit's tanking" that finally pushed you over the line? The what? Was it the line? Yes. My cred is tanking. That finally pushed oh, you yeah. over. Oh, I just realised. <laughs> yes, I thought I've got to show up. I've would got you... to show up. People are going to think he's a lunatic. Would you like to explain to the listeners what <laughs> the heck I'm talking about? Well, listeners, <laughs> hello there. Waddingham calling. She basically messaged me and went, "Look, are you going to come on on Friday? Because my credit's tanking with 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 everyone in the studio. Nobody thought he knew me, which is ridiculous because you're Chris Evans for blooming X sake. Yeah. Do you have any idea how hard it is for me to not swear when I'm a theatrical potty mouth? I hope you're impressed. Yeah, I'm. Quite, I, I'm just. We're impressed generally. Uh, so oh. much, so much love for you, Hannah. So much love for you. Did you ever, in nice, your wildest nice. dreams, you know, on the precipice of, of of the beginning of your sixth decade, and we are in our autumns. But by the way, autumn's my favourite season. Always has been. It's the most colourful. It's the most golden. It's the most reflective. Can you not say the precipice of your sixth decade? Why not? I mean, because it's really <laughs> depressing. I'm just going with one year off 50. Can I just do that first? Well, I just thought that sounded better than one year no, off 50. No, <laughs> it sounds horrifically worse. Okay. And you're not going to say it again because it's depressing me and All I right. will punch my iPad. Did you, in your wildest <laughs> dreams, think this is where you'd be? Uh, where'd you go from here? Is it more of the same? What do you want to do now? Um, I mean, I've quite enjoyed being an executive producer. I'm not sure anyone else did. Yeah, come on. That's every right. time Ooh. it came back to me and they would go, yeah, first one out. Oh, yeah, baby. Every time they'd go, right, this is it. Final locked off edit. I was like, right, no, no. I'd like more shots of the auditorium. I know there's a great shot of Graham on saxophone. And there's a great shot of that BV. I know that, yeah. And I, I just went in and kept picking. It should be extra picky, not executive producer. Yeah, because you're right I was up there. literally all over it. Yeah. So you like a bit of that going on? A bit of the... Well, just because, you know, if it's, if it's going to be something that you've pitched, you want it to be exactly what you pitched. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so no, because you got your Reese Witherspoon, you got your Nicole Kidman, you got your Big Little Eyes, you got all that going on. Um, yeah, I, I sense from what you've just said uh, that might that kind of mindset yeah. might be around at the yeah. moment. Yeah, and that's brewing for next year. 
Ooh, oh. Mr. Bond. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> are, we, yeah. are we talking drama? Are we talking... Are we not talking about this? We're, we're, we're talking <laughs> stuff okay. on, on television. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hannah, I'm done. I, I love you. I love the show. Oh. I love all your mates who clearly love you too. It's that joyousness on the screen that breaks your heart and you, you, you start crying tears of joy and you don't know why because there's a bit... There are seasons with a bit of sadness. And somebody told me that... Yeah. It's it's a bit of compassion. That's it's what empathy feels like or manifests itself as. Yeah, that kind of yeah. vibe. And it's absolutely. It's, and it's it's I you and your I pals. I can't believe that you've you've what it is me and my pals. I can't believe that you've you've bothered watching it. And I'm I know how busy you are, so I'm I'm very touched. Thank you. All right, Hannah. Well, have the best ever Christmas. Um, do you get to take your foot off the gas a little bit now after this week? This I'm crazy take week. It off just slightly. Right. Yes. Okay. Be with my little girly. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for making time in the end. I hope to see you one day in person. If not, you had me at home for Christmas. <laughs> had me at I'm going to come in there and bust a move with you. All right. Can't wait. Point. All right. Thank you. Loads of love, all of you in she's there. A, she's about to turn us off after turning us so on. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Don't say that One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. All uh, right, give us all the beans for our last guest of the week, please, if you don't mind, Basil. He's the award-winning actor and comedian who famously swapped sights for sets and tools for tours. His underdog tour continues in Guildford tonight and he stars in the new Wonka film out next month. So please welcome the man, mountain of mirth, the totally tip-top Tom David. Yeah! Woo! live audience, Tom. Oh, I love it. Yeah. As well, it's all about Battersea Power Station. Yeah. Uh, when they started converting that a long time ago, they were for a long time trying to convert that, one of my jobs when I was working on site was going up and clearing out the pigeons. Ah. I used to have to go up with the scaffold, the scaffold and have to, yeah, just yeah, very glamorous. Times have moved on. Not but, the um, pigeon poo, the actual pigeons. The pigeons, Before yeah. Before they pooed. Yeah, pigeons and rats trying so, to get them off the scaffold as they converted all the towers. Because, you know, they've redone all the all the towers. Yeah, of course they So, do. yeah, that was one of my jobs back in the day. Well, congratulations. Well done on that. Um, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Still, I've done a sterling job. It's still standing. I've so, and so are you. Yeah. Uh, you're still stand upping. Um, so the tour continues. Uh, we've have the, we have this live audience which we've planned for you for weeks and well, months in advance yeah. just to bit keep... of an anti-climax from take that. No it? way, man. No way. A guy coming on talking about cleaning buildings. They're going back to the northeast uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you've already northeast on your tour uh, in Newcastle, yeah. and you said it was gangbusters. Oh man, Newcastle is incredible. What a city, and, and what an area. Like the northeast is just amazing, and the people. It's just. 
I did two nights um, at the Opera House, and so the Saturday night was rocking and, and had sold out. The Sunday night, you're sort of expecting to be a little bit quieter, but it was electric, man. It was just both sold out, but, yeah, you just want to get back up there. Any particular reason why Newcastle may have been in a good mood on the Sunday? They won 8-0. They beat Sheffield United. That they would were, always uh, help, wouldn't it? Uh, what and was... West Ham had lost. We'd lost. So, uh, yeah, but they were... I think it's a really not... I, I think... It's a weird thing when you first start, when you come back to stand up, and I'd had quite a while off, and you sort of, as, as a southerner, you're never sure how you're going to sort of <laughs> travel. Convert, yeah, travel. And But I think the sort of working class sort of roots of Newcastle as a city, you sort of straight away feel one of their own. And man, it's great. We filmed a lot of King Gary up there as well. So it's, it's an amazing city. I'd, yeah, I love it. I've got, Newcastle is unique, isn't it? There's no ah. doubt about it. Because of where it is, I think. Because it's sort of, I know it's technically in England. Well, no, it is in England. It's not technically in England. <laughs> but it's sort of, when you get there, it's its own place. It's, it's somewhere between. Scotland and England it doesn't feel like it's in England and you know you've got your own culture haven't you you've got a character larger than life and it is fun you go out in Newcastle for the night and you you, you, you know you do better to, to have a better time anywhere else yeah, in I the mean, world I'll, I'll say go out for Newcastle for a night and it ends up three yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. a beautiful years <laughs> um, so Tommy's back on tour uh, Tom Davis underdog tour go for tickets to bigtomdavis.com you were not in the middle of it you're only quarter of the way through because it, it's the biggest tour tour ever isn't it it's now going to go down in the guinness book of records as the biggest <laughs> tour ever um how's it going amazing man yeah, yeah it's been a joy it's, it's been quite i took quite a long time off stand up you know with the acting and for one reason or another and it's been a, yeah it's been amazing you know you sort of traveling the country and selling out a lot of these places i thought december would be it a homecoming gig in croydon Forget at fairfield halls and then um <laughs> yeah flow my agent was like no let's let's do a few more so we've got about another 40 45 yeah, in, so. a few more um, so, January, yeah. February, March, April, May. June. 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 Yeah. Sorry, and, uh, sorry yeah. I didn't get to that page. <laughs> and then we're looking at hopefully maybe doing a few in Europe. But it's, it's you know, it's, I think as well in, in the world where it sits at the moment, it's a pretty amazing thing to go out and make, you know, have a room full of people that you're making laugh. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's a great thing. I've, I've been blessed. I've been, you know, done a lot of television and stuff, but actually to be in a room with people and, Hopefully, sort of spill a bit of joy. Telly in helps, though, doesn't it? Does to be the face oh, in the place. Of course, it does. No yeah, doubt about like that. Gary and, and the podcast, and yeah, yeah, I think it it all builds up. But yeah, I mean, stand up was always the thing that I wanted to do when I sort of. What's getting started. funny as the tour goes on? Which bit of the of the gig, and, and has anything been cold since the coach set? Um, some oh. of it. No, you know what? The, the most fun is just messing around with the audience I think like the new bits you find in a room I think like that sort of come from nowhere well, so like the, what for example uh, the other day I was just doing a weird thing with my hand it looked like I was stroking <laughs> an invisible dog so um, so for the whole gig we just had like I had this invisible dog that was like a Britain's Got Talent thing that was coming on and every time there was a bit of a lull I just pretend I had an invisible dog <laughs> invisible dog on stage with me and uh, I mean the dog's come on tour now so it's not quite as lonely uh, it's like invisible take that uh, yeah yeah <laughs> actually, actually they're really here <laughs> would you like to stroke them ladies <laughs> Mark's just sitting here with me like that. Here we go, mate. He's standing. Like Mark. When I was, was at how... university, my um, my mates used to take the Mickey because they said that I'd um, that my, my girlfriend, my new girlfriend, was um, was made up. Yeah. But the joke was on them because they were made up too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh wow. That's... Don't take that on tour, yeah. you? Come on. Come on. So go on, well, so the invisible dog. The invisible dog. And you know what? I, I like the crowd work. I like messing around with the crowd. I right. find that's a fun thing. It's, it's uh, you know, 
I, I, I just think it's and the building up a more comfortable start feeling with the material. I, I sort of a weird thing as well because in 2002, when I first started out, I sort of wanted you know, Lee Evans and Peter Kay, and they'd go out and put on these actual shows, and you wouldn't watch it at home until they released the DVD or you know. And now everyone's giving material constantly on social media, but I like to keep it for the people who brought a ticket, and I like that to be quite a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's you know, I'm not putting any of it on social media. It's there for people who brought tickets to come along, and I think it's just, you know I. You know, it's it's a pretty amazing thing, man. Like the the feedback's just been incredible. It's quite emotional, I find it. Well, tell us more about that. Well, because you know, I stopped for six years. I had real anxiety. I'd, I'd sort of really sort of walked away from doing that. I'd never thought I'd do it again, if I'm honest. And and I sort of I'd struggled a bit with with one for mental health and and sort of when my daughter was born and uh, I'm going to get quite deep, but and my godmother passed away. I was a bit like life and death's a big thing. Obviously, it's the biggest thing. And actually, when you start looking at stand-up and actually doing it, I was like, it's just standing on stage and having a bit of fun. So getting back to doing that, I was just sort of, actually, if, if it doesn't go well, it just doesn't go well. It's just, it's a night that's not work. But if it goes great, it's the best feeling in the world. So actually taking that pressure off. And that's been the most amazing thing, actually, just just going out there and being yourself. And I, I sort of used to try and sort of script it too much. And now I think, just go and have a laugh, like you're in a pub and everyone in the audience is essentially just an extension of your mates and they all feel a part of something. And, and I think that's a really special feeling. And I've been very lucky, you know, I've done films and I've done tele, I've gone far further than I ever thought, you know, first time I ever stepped on stage, I was scaffolding and I thought, let's just try this. It'll be a laugh. And, you know, 15 years down the line to do the things I've done, it's been amazing, but stand there in front of a crowd, you know, that that's a real personal feeling. And I hope that everyone leaves feeling, you know what, that's a pretty special night. And, and, and I realize my audience is very working class. And I think like, they get, you know, one night out a month where they afford to come out and I've got to give them a night. And you best believe that they're going to leave that. It's going to be the best night of the month. Just do that speech. I'd go for the speech <laughs> with you. That was amazing. That was amazing, mate. Cheers, so man. cool. Imagine. So you've dropped the attachment to it, haven't you? That's yeah. the thing. Because the, the thing that kills anything we try and do isn't the intention of setting out to do something. It isn't um, the optimism. It isn't the strategy. It isn't the reasons for doing it. You know, whatever those reasons might be, they might, might be sort of ill-minded. Uh, you know, they may be more greedy than you think they are and you're trying to make mitigate that with, well, I'm doing it for this reason, not that reason. But the point is, as long as you're not attached to it, yeah. it's, it's okay. And that's and so why, why do you think you became attached to it? What happened um, at the beginning of that anxiety, do you think, uh, was it because you had something to lose because you had success, which is also a bit weird? Yeah, I think you, you're never you're not cultivated to sort of have success coming from where I, you know, I have no great education. I, I, I don't. So when I sort of start getting success, there's a lot resting on it. You, you, I know how hard life is. I, I've worked through recessions. I've worked on buildings. I knew how tough it is to do a real job. So the thought of at times going back to that isn't necessarily the scariest thing because you've done it for 20 odd years. But then you are like, wow, I've got a bit of success here and things are moving up. So you know what you've got to lose. Yeah. And I think I probably started then just preparing too much, putting too much pressure on the whole thing. And actually, it's a really interesting thing. I think when, it, when you're doing something like, you know, if you're a musician, a stand up or, you know, whatever you're doing. For me, it's not about me. It's about the audience having a great time. It's about them going away. So you've got to just take the ego out of it and just go, as long as they're having a good time, as long as they have a great time, the best of it, it's not about you. It's about you just giving them something that they can go home. And, yeah. and when I remember, like, Lee Evans, for me, was, was God. I think Lee Evans was the greatest. And when I used to watch Lee, it was about the people. And Lee just had that, that way. And I know the work that goes into it. I know, you know, it's not, you know, just turn up and just, you know, knock out an hour and a half of stand-up. But you, you have to you have to remember 
it's them who've paid the money. Yeah. It's them who've got to have a good night. Well, he gave himself, didn't yeah. he? Um, oh, he, he gave everything of it. Oh, he was mate. exhausted when he came oh, off stage. Mate. And some. And that's, yeah. you, that, you know, that's the level that you've got to try and reach, right? Yeah. So uh, we had a guest booked to come in a couple of weeks ago who actually stars with Hannah Waddingham on her Christmas special. And um, so he's coming in. I think I haven't seen Lee Evans for ages. The last time I saw Lee was at the stage door of the theatre where he was in The Producers, which I went to go and see eight times. I, thought, I can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him. I had all these questions ready for him. I haven't seen him for ages. Known each other for ages. Da, 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 da. And all the way up until Vassar introduces the guy on the air, and it's Luke Evans. It's not Lee Evans. <laughs> and I'm like, shoot! I had a whole different interview here. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, and then. Um, uh, he popped up on Hannah Waddingham's Christmas special last night and I, I, a bit of cold sweat yeah. went down the back straight away again. Um, it's funny though, because you, you spent so... How, 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 many, how much of your life did you spend on, on scaffolding? Scaffolding and labouring. I mean, look, I'm, I'm being very, very uh, kind to myself when I call myself. I was a labourer, not a scaffolder. I was like picking stuff up and carrying it. It's as good as I ever got. But um, long time, man. Yeah, like... 20, yeah, 15, 20 years on and off. Like, even when you start getting a bit of success, I was going back to it because, you know, I remember first one of the first interviews I ever did was with someone sort of saying, oh, you know, it must be nice getting a job as an actor now because it's sort of, um, you know, you used to work on building sites. And I was like, what do you mean, like, building sites is a regular wage? And also, have you ever had any building done in your house? It's expensive. It's not like I was sort of living hand to mouth, but yeah, yeah. all of a sudden you're an actor and it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, long. And also, like, you know, I loved it, man. A lot of my character is brought up from that sort of the calves and the pubs. And the I lo- I've loved every job I've ever had. Yeah, I, I, I think Including that's... Including Top Gear. <laughs> now. <laughs> now there's a bit of water under the bridge. <laughs> Look back. And <laughs> oh, Jory was out for a while, though, I've got to be honest. Uh, right, so that's the tour, bigtomdavies.com. Uh, Tom is cracking on with his tour. He's, he's the first ever comedian, I think, officially, we did check, and it's never happened before, he's the first of, uh, comedian to officially tour for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> Um, but also, you're in this film Wonka, which yeah. is like going to be. I think it's going to be the big Christmas film. Yeah, I think so. It's it's look, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. It's incredible. Tell, like, tell us all about it. First of all, tell people the story. This is it's an origin story. So it's a prequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Got it. It's about how uh, Willy Wonka gets the chocolate factory. So it's it's an incredible. Uh, it's like yeah, it's a really it's a beautiful script. It's an incredible thing to be a part of. It's really like. Um, inspirational it's sort of yeah it's just kind of it's kind of what the world needs at the moment i just think it's a really it's full of heart timothy chamelay is is just remarkable as willy wonka and it's it's a pinch me moment you know it's sort of like when i got the offer to do it i'm like wow this is the cast is incredible um all my scenes with timothy and uh olivia coleman are you in loads I mean, well, you never know. I've got to see the premiere, and hopefully, I'm, I'm not doing all this bigging it up, and then I'm on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> so you got Olivia, you got Timothy Chalamet, yeah. you've got Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, yeah. Um, uh, you've got Michael uh, Keegan Key, um, uh, Matt Lucas, Matthew Bayton, Pat and Joseph. It's like a really great. And the pedigree thing. is behind the camera as well. So it's the people who made oh, Paddington, man, Paul King. So I did Paddington two with Paul. King. Yeah, you did. Yeah, of course. And you did. Um, Paul was uh, Paul's been amazing for me. Like Paddington two, I had like when we first started, I was just like almost like an I was sort of an essay almost. I had like uh, one line, and I was called Tattooed Prisoner. And slowly as the film developed, I sort of got the more of the part grew and grew. And by the end of it, you sort of got a full arc and. Paul was amazing for that. And and Paul's just vision of what this movie is. And it's sort of like, yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. And it really encapsulate, encapsulates, I'm trying to be clever there, use a word I didn't really fully <laughs> understand, um, encapsulates um, 
that sort of Roald Dahl spirit and, and, and sort of those books. And, and it really is. It's a, I, th- I think it's, it's a real family film. It's something to sort of go along and watch. And, and I, th- I think, you know, yes, it's, it's a lovely thing. I think when you get a film like that and you can go along as a family and bond and watch something all together, it's very special, man. And there's a really little Hugh Grant in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. shrunken down to an umpa-lumpa. A 12-inch, yeah, in a, in a glass jar. Wow. Do you know, it's, it's a weird thing because I've not... Like, we didn't know that Hugh was involved. Like, he, that was top secret. Was that it? Was, yeah, man, that for the rest of the cast, we didn't know that. So it's like an amazing thing when you saw... And Hugh's... Man, I mean, the gentleman... I think Hugh's incredible as an actor. He's I mean, getting better and better oh, and mate, better what, and better. What, what, absolutely, you know. From, you know, again, with Paddington 2, that, the performance in that was just remarkable. And, and, and just his comedy bones, his comedy chops are incredible. Yeah. Just almost become one of the best character actors in the world now, I think. He's amazing. What do you... You haven't mentioned what your role is. Uh, I don't know how much I can say, if I'm honest. Uh, it's, I'm sort of, yeah, I mean, strangely, I'm just a sort of big Wally. Um, uh, very sort of typecasting it. Um, no, look, it, it's, a, it's a nice... <laughs> me and Olivia have an amazing storyline right. through it. And it's... Uh, I mean... I mean how long were you on set for? A lot, yeah. We, uh, how my long daughter did it take? had just been born. So I, if I'm going to be really honest, my I don't remember a lot of it, like because my daughter was literally born. So I was doing nights with my baby, and, and like you haven't made it up. You are actually in the film, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in okay, the, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah. Good, good. I Hopefully, I'm not, I've not just imagined that whole thing. It, it was that just whole a sort of daddy brain can really get to you, mate. Tell me about it. I mean, she's two now, so it tells you how long the process is. But um, yeah, I mean, quite a bit, and and it was like hey, it's amazing because I'm, I'm with Olivia a lot of the time. So sort of Olivia Coleman is everything you want to be and more. She's just an amazing. What did you learn from her? You know, I learned a lot about parenting. Really, actually, she was incredible. <laughs> more than that. Yeah, she was. Uh, she gave me a lot of tips. I no, like her her acting. You know, to be on set with someone like that and Timothy, man, Timothy's a real deal. You know that. You know, it's an easy thing to say when you're working with people of that level, but that thing of the X Factor or someone who has that little drop of magic, yeah. Timothy's really special. And then you know, we chill out and we hang out and play FIFA and whatever uh, together, which I realise is a bit weird, me having a relationship with any other 23-year-old boy. Like, that's a bit weird. Um, but um, he's a great kid, man. He's, he's lovely and, and very grounded, very down-to-earth. Where did you so, make it? Leaveston Studios. We did a bit of filming at Bath. So, yeah, it was, it was like... Genuinely, I will say this. I mean, I was the only. Everyone else had these big Winnebago's. Yeah. I was the only person on there. I had like a th- what's called a three-way trailer, so I had this tiny little room, and I was like, "This is insane!" Like Olivia went, "Why have you got such a small trailer?" And I was like, "You're the biggest person on set." I, was like, I have no idea, and it was my agent had insisted upon it, so I kept grounded. I was like, "What the like?" I was the only person. I had a, I had Time like a to change agents. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> That's strange. Is I that know, true? They'd all go back and have a sleep at lunch. I couldn't even fit him. I was like a, like a daddy long legs in a gra- glass jar. It was awful. It Unless was, it uh... helped you with your character, because you're not telling us much about your character. No, no. So maybe it's your agent going... Yeah, no, he's pretty put upon, so yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's the whole I'm, thing. Like the new Daniel Day-Lewis. The patience yeah, yeah. of Job. Just treat me like rubbish, and I'll give you a performance. So weeks or months? Uh, sort of a couple of months and then reshoots and then you sort of reshoots. back and forth. Yeah, and, that's and, yeah. it. And you know, you're a big yeah, Charlie Potatoes. It's, um, yeah, it's reshoots, like, bit of ADR. It was, um, I mean, actually, like, they, I don't you know, I'm going to tell you because I love you. Yeah, so one of the worst <laughs> things that happened was they, they built all these amazing sets. Yes. They're incredible. Like, the, you've never seen anything like it. They essentially built the whole of Chocolateville and um, they built, like, the Chocolate River and it was, like, <sighs> sort of, you know, and they were showing us all around and they were showing me and Olivia and we are like, oh, wow, this is incredible. And I just sort of like walked onto the chocolate river and fell through it. 
Right, broke it. Right. And Olivia's, oh, my God, Tom's broken the Chocolate River. And I was like, I thought you could stand on it. And it was like, it's been built for Timothy Chamolet to skip up, not you at 22 stone. It was awful. It was one of the, it was like my first yeah. day, and everyone was just staring at me like, Can you, like, you know, you never hit, think you're going to hear in your life someone going, too far, too far. Tom Davis has broken the Chocolate River. Tom Davis has broken, yeah, awful. Having to walk around and apologise to everyone on set. Yeah, that was, that, that's the story of my life. I really. bet it took some building that the old chocolate yeah river. It did, and rebuilding oh, <laughs> goodness me could you help out with that yeah. <laughs> in my lunch time yeah, i am quite handy yeah. I can't, can i make up for this please don't get rid of me how how deep into filming was the chocolate river incident that was quite cool that was like on my first day all yeah, oh, right because yeah, that could have gone either way couldn't yeah, it? yeah yeah and then for, for the rest of it sort of like i was because i wasn't one of the most known cast people knew me as the big guy broke the chocolate river <laughs> um, so, uh, i don't know that might even be my credit on the film um, well you should still to find out. Have you seen the finished article? No, man, I'm seeing it uh, Tuesday. You're going to the premiere? Yeah, the premiere, yeah, which nice. is going to be amazing, right? It's like, yeah, it's a long way from, from waking up in the morning on a cold day, like, you know, and getting out on a site. It's an incredible thing. And I think that's that's life, right? You've got to pinch yourself, you've got to take those moments in and you've got to, you've got to enjoy it. It's a pretty amazing journey. So, like, yeah, I'm with my wife. We've got a night out. One of our first nights off, proper night date night, going to go out for a bit of food. Have a couple of drinks well, you, after. You don't live that far away from me now, so if you need any childcare, I'm your man. Oh, wow. Because yeah. uh, uh, I go crazy. to bed before most children at half yeah. seven anyway, so that's all right. She's, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's a mad little thing. She's, she's incredible. She uh, yeah, warms my heart You're every day. You're in a good place, aren't you, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, man. I was, but then I think like life, I was, I was like this when I was... No, but I, no, you can always, life can always be better. It doesn't have to be bad to be better. No, no. You seem like you are right in the middle of what it's all about. Yeah, but also I think it's just perspective, isn't it? It's just like whatever you're doing, I think you've got to wake up in the morning, try and put a smile on and get about it and get amongst it, as we used to say in the 90s. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's a lot, lot of tough stuff and a lot of hard stuff going on in the world. And you're blessed if you can get up and you're not a part of that. And so do you hope to to have finished this tour for your daughter's 18th birthday? <laughs> I think I'll probably be going back on tour for her 18th birthday anyway, things are going. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going to be a crazy one. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop. She'll be having me out of work when I'm about 90. Shall we have a massive round of applause to Tom Davis? Yeah, come on, let's go for it. Yeah. Cheers, Tom. Thank you very You're much. the best, man. Control room round of applause. Yeah. BigTomDavis.com for tickets for his tour. It is ongoing. Don't worry. Um, you can't miss it because it goes on for like the next 100 years. And um, the film Wonka is out on the 8th of December uh, across the country, across the world. Well done, Tom. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, happy Christmas. Thank you, ladies. Enjoy the rest of the day in London. Craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mind Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus.